days of September. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And we are Three Old Reds fans coming to you once again from Studio 82, a few blocks from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, the birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. And we have Bumpus Jones news to start. Bumpus Jones Day will be held officially in Cedarville on October 15th. That's a Sunday. And we're going to have vintage baseball here, 1860s style. It's going to start at 1 o'clock at, uh, down at Massey Creek Park where the soccer fields are. He's going to throw some bases out there. They've got vintage bases that they use. And I'm going to throw them out there and play some ball. So there's a couple teams from the Dayton area going to come up here. The, the Eastwood Iron Horses and the Dayton Clodbusters are going <laughs> to... They're going to face off in 1860s style. They won't use gloves. Um, I think you, if you catch a ball in one bounce, it's like catching a fly ball. It's an out that way. Um, I think they throw underhanded a lot, pitch. Um, and then at three or thereabouts, um, they're just, it's just going to be sort of pickup game stuff. So we can all jump in and play and, and um, get involved and have a good time. And plenty, anybody that shows up, um, can play, so that sounds fun. I've always wanted to play, be playing in October. <laughs> yeah, we're playing in October, but I guess the Reds won't be. <laughs> so Jeff, for the for the what time and how many years, Tom? Yeah, so Jeff, we were just talking about since the year two thousand, the Reds have only had three winning seasons. So fourteen. This will be fourteen losing seasons. Was it ten, eleven, and twelve? I'm not sure what years it was. I think those are the years they made the playoffs, right? Yeah. And we got nine nine games left for the Reds, and at least one of those games we'll have a Bronson Aurora concert after the game, Jeff. Yeah, that's uh, you know I'm sure he'll he'll sing. Uh, I don't know if he'll sing as many hits as hits he allowed this year. Ta da, boom, boom. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And that's what we got to look forward to: Bronson Arroyo singing after a game. So hopefully he'll hopefully he's a better singer than he was a pitcher this year. Um, for everybody's sake, but uh, yeah, good for him. He's ready to move on, move on with life. Gave the Reds a lot of good years. This just wasn't one of them. Reds have done him done him well. Yeah, they year. have. Him they stick around. They treat him well. They treat him well, yes. and that's good to see. You know, a guy gives that much to your comes back and gives that much to your to your uh, organization. It's a good thing to do. Potential so. potential Reds Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when are they doing that Hall of Fame thing? Have they announced that yet? I haven't seen anything since the people that came up We, uh, we talked about that the last, I think the last show. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, here we are. Like I said, nine games left. Um, been seeing a lot of different guys. Um, people shuffled all over the field. Yeah. From Peraz yeah, in center to yeah. Winker at and left. Kivlahan at third. To, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And um, was Shebler leading off tonight? Is that right? Did you say that? He did. He led off tonight. So, uh, Kim, you probably had it. It seems like you've had a chance to watch a little bit more lately than at least that I have um, with my some of the things on my schedule. Um, what do you? What have you seen? Anything you like at all the last couple of weeks, three weeks? I, mean, I think it's about probably six weeks ago we were moaning, we were pining away of where we're going to be next year. I think Tom had said, we're right back to where we started in terms of pitching. And then almost right after that, 
Castillo wasn't included in that, but right after that, you saw the consistency develop for Romano and Stevenson. Very, very impressed. Tyler Molly called up, I think had four starts. Only a one and two record, but an ERA below three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it, we, if we have the four, uh, also, so Castillo, Molly, Stevenson, and Romano. And if we can get Bailey and or DeSclafani, those are six right there that you're just thankful for and excited about for next year. So let me ask you, didn't they shut down a few of those pitchers? Castillo and Molly. Castillo and Molly. My question is, when you shut them down, does that mean they don't throw anymore? Do they stay in the dugout? I don't know what they're doing with them. Do, do they still, I would assume they, they still learn and stay in the dugout, but do, does somebody take them in the bullpen? Do they work on a off-speed pitch or something? I wonder how they, I don't know the answer to that, but I wonder what that means when they shut somebody down if, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they send them home. No, I think they've, they've been with the club. I think they've been in the dugout. It is a good question about exactly what do they do. You see Finnegan is still in the dugout. Maybe uh, they learn from Bronson or Royer. You know? I, I think they sit there and they, uh, uh, obviously they probably do scouting. They probably talk. But your question, do they still throw? Do they still work? Do they still have some sort of regimen of some sort, but on a greater reduced scale? That's a very good question, Tom. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'd have to find that out. So there's a couple things, Jeff, that I've changed my mind on in the past <laughs> month. You have. I have. DH? One is never the DH. <laughs> oh, That's well, not gonna happen. And I don't I don't really I'm care. I guess I'm gonna guess Stevenson and Winkler. I'm gonna I'm not I'm not even gonna listen right now then if it's not the DH. So so one guy <laughs> one guy I, I've kinda turned around a little bit on is Peralta. I was thinking You mean Peraza? Peraza, sorry. Not Wandy. Peraza. Uh I, I thought no power. This guy's swinging at everything. I just don't see him developing well. We've seen in the past month that he's really turned it around, walking more, being more selective. And he, and he's only 23. I saw an article about comparing where Larkin was at 23 um, to, and where Cozart was. And those guys, um, and some one of them was still in the minors. Or, Cozart. Cozart um, was not in the majors, if I'm not mistaken. And so um, when you look at it that way and you see that he has progressed, I, I've turned around on him. Um, Shebler and Winkler, you know, I, I've, Winker, I've, why, don't, why am I doing, Henry, I don't know, Henry, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler made an appearance, you guys missed it, the Fonz just went through my mind, Winker, and, Winker and Shebler, um, I was just not very high on, on Winker, but he's sure taken the bull by the horns and shown, no, you said you're not high on Winker, no was. I am, oh, I was not, he was you were not, I yeah, was, was not, I thought his swing was slow, really, and long, and it still kind of looks like that, but he's proven that he can. He's not getting tied up by inside pitches. You know, when he when he follows through that swing, Tom, and he brings that right arm out, reminds me of the old Charlie Lau hitting. Remember Charlie Lau, the the great sure. hitting coach for the Royals, sure. and they had some of his guys, George Brett, for one. I just uh, it, it looked like it, it looked like from appearances that he had a low, a long swooping swing that they could time up inside. But he's been in the major. I mean, he's had over 100 at bats now. By now, the scouting report would have got out, and they'd be killing him. And he's still hitting the ball well. Well, you have you probably heard that they're, they're talking about the lack of homers in the minors, 
two this year, and since he's been out with a big with a big club, six. And to talk about well, it makes sense to me. The the uh, the threads are tighter. The parks are smaller. And they're they're lit better, yeah, better so lighting. Is it the, for some guys? It hasn't been a surprise. Now, I have not seen that mentioned before. He start, he came up and hit homers. I thought I just heard. You don't want your corner outfielder to not be a home run hitter. Well, I think we talked about this before. Remember Pete Rose talking about how the easiest place to hit is in major leagues? Yeah. And people said, what, are you crazy? He said, pitchers are always around the plate. Yeah. The, the threads are tighter. The, the ballparks are lit much better, so you can see the ball better. Since the, balls are, since the threads are tighter, you're not going to have nearly the swoop on your breaking pitches, I wouldn't think. So that's interesting to, to think about. So that's my surprises. And you didn't ask your, me, Jeff. I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you volunteered that information. I, I'm a little bit surprised at Winker. I, I just, I, I guess it's because I was um, worried that there was too much hype. I, I wondered if he was very good or not because the Reds, as position players in their farm system was weak overall and like he was our best so i wondered does that mean he's really a major league player or he's just the most mediocre guy we got of the mediocrity that we have you know mm. is he just sort of the highest level mediocre guy we have or can he really play at this level and you know i think i think he can you know we, we talked rec what last show about my prediction of next year's lineup and i think I think you try and lead off. If if this guy can really hit up around 300 and and um, get on base, have a good OBP and 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 be involved in stuff, then why not do something like that? Um, we need to get Billy down in the lineup, and and uh, it just makes sense to me to do something like that. Um, and I think it's I, I, who knows what they're going to do. So that that surprises me a little bit um, that he's. He's hit like he has because I just didn't know. I just I just kind of felt is this is this just more hype than he really is, or it's it's really hard to know how they get here. So it's it's good to see. It I is. think um, Stevenson pitching well down the stretch. I uh, I'd kind of lost hope in him um, in terms of his attitude and so forth. Uh, they um, they let him know how they feel about that apparently and he's bounced back from that um but it's like a lot of things you know um, as you mentioned earlier Cozart in the Peraza discussion you've got these guys a lot of times take some time they're not they don't come up not too many guys come up and are like really really good right away they're not like playing like at the level of people who play in their prime their first couple of years most guys some do there's a few, well, and the but, Reds most have been, them, but most of them take time to develop. The Reds so have just, been so bad that they're they're developing in the major leagues instead of in AAA. A little bit of that's true too, and we're impatient for it because, um, you know, we look for well, we're losing, so we look at every position and want to figure out how we can fix it. But you know, you said you know when the Reds last had their winning seasons. Cozart was a shortstop batting in the 240s and 220s. Yes. And we were like, oh, it'd be nice if he hit better. But we were winning, so it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. He had a good glove. 
but when you're not winning, the microscope hits every position a little more. And um, so we just, we pick it, I think we pick it apart more because we don't have the W's that we're looking for. And that's okay. That's what you have to do to, hopefully they're picking it apart as an organization too, trying to figure it out. So, so let me ask you guys a question. So we got some positions, you know, Vado's not going anywhere. Suarez has certainly established himself at third base. I agree. Has Tucker, has Barnhart established, is he the catcher for the future? Well, future, define future. Five years. Uh, probably not. I think, I think he's the starter next year and maybe another year. Um, if he um, continues to play about like he is, he's solid, he gets the job done. But as soon as there's a guy they think who can come up and hit 25 homers and you know bat 280 and drive in a bunch of runs and still be good defensively, they're gonna you're gonna do that. You know if you can make if if you can find a guy better and they've drafted some catching that they like. Um, they traded for some, even. So that's, I mean, that's just how how it works. But I, I'm comfortable with him being a catcher next year. Well, I think general managers look at what's in the market, and then they compare it to every position. They try and upgrade everything they got, right? Well, yeah, you you always have to. Be if you could upgrade first better. base, you would. Now that's not going to happen with no, the Reds. They, no, there's not much there room to upgrade. Um, but you're right. Overall, you have to do that. You have to constantly do that. That's, that's what general how managers do. That's how. Teams that get old um, in any sport, um, often that's because they're pretty good. They have good teams, and they get old because they get too they get too uh, loyal to players. I think that actually happened and to the Cardinals. It, it did. Um, it's hap- it happened to the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. It, you know, th- that's another example. Um, look at what the Patriots do. Tom Brady's been so there forever. But how many guys... Richard Seymour was <laughs> traded in his prime. How many guys has Tom Brady played with? Jamie Collins, the linebacker, was really good. They got rid of him to Cleveland because they don't uh, have the New England way into their system. Yeah. And now, that, Brady is the exception. Brady's yeah. the one that's still there, and you you can't argue with that no. and see why he's still there. But all those other positions where the wear and tear... Yeah affects your performance more than it does at quarterback um, you can play quarterback to an older age and so this you know how's that work in baseball well you can play first base to or an DH. older to an older or age DH. or you can certainly dh to an older age <laughs> that's not really playing <sighs> well and that's something to think about at, in a, as a middle infielder i mean cozart's had that he had that bad knee quad. two years ago and then he said the quad and you know every play every pitch yeah. He's getting in a squat position. How long can you do that? I mean, which, by the way, is amazing. Cal Ripken lasts as long as he did. Well, he he was he was in he was an exception to every rule. Yeah, I mean, he was just a big guy who was durable and didn't didn't wear out and could play through all kinds of pain and still be productive. Um, so Cozart at twenty five or thirty five. You know, certainly, just because of his position, has to be on the decline. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, you know, he's thirty-two now. So. I thought he was thirty-five. No, he's thirty-two. I'm sorry. He's thirty-two. Um, started this year as a thirty-one-year-old. He just he turned thirty-two. I don't know, a month ago or so. Okay. Um, and so those are uh, the other thing that 
we were thinking about if Winker's going to be in the lineup and playing in the outfield, it's a crowded outfield, and there's the whole there's the Deb <laughs> Shebler Duval debate, and um, some would say speculate that Shebler's got more in him. He hits the ball harder. He can make more um, progress going forward than Duvall. And then there was the Duvall stat of, what, leaving more guys on base than anybody in baseball this year? By, by far, by 40. By 40-some, 40 almost 300 that he's left on base. It's probably 300 now since that came out. Yeah. Um, and he's been bumped down. What's he batting now, fifth? He's Oh, no, no, he's batted down in the seventh hole already. Was he? Normally about sixth hole. Okay, and then so we've seen that change, but you know you're thinking, oh, I'll trade Duvall. You know he's put up good numbers, but other people are looking at the same stuff. You know what? What can you get for a guy? I I don't know. I mean, he's been tremendous in left field. Yes. We know that. Um, there's something to be said for some chemistry of your defense and so forth, but. It's a hard, a lot of hard decisions to make. I really don't know what they're going to do. Well, and Billy, too. I mean, we were mentioning earlier that he's 33rd in, in Major League Baseball for center fielders as far as wins above replacement. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we all know that he's just not developing at the plate. Let's say it like it is. And, he's and I don't think he ever will because he doesn't hit the ball hard. It's not like he's been hitting it hard and getting robbed all these nights. Yeah. He just doesn't hit the ball that hard. And... It's just never, you know, could Billy have a year where he hits 285? Yeah. But is he going to do that on a consistent basis? No. Not the we've seen. And I read an article on Red Leg Nation about, um, you know, who what's a team out there that could really use somebody strong in, in the center field, somebody with a big outfield. Um, and that's where they were talking about the Marlins. And they package up Hamilton with Iglesias. The Marlins could use a – a closer right well if you you know we like to some things we like to tout when we talk big red machine days um things that'll come up in conversation about the um 76 team and and the batting average oh you know cesar geronimo hit 307 that year and we will like so okay he hit 307 that year he hit 258 for his career right so, it, was, it was an anomaly. Concepcion probably a good year that year, too. So, it's an anomaly. So, Billy could have that anomaly kind of year. But, you know, he's not – he's just not going to hit it. He's the thing about Geronimo, really Geronimo could bat low all those other years because of the lineup. Right. And what he brought was a gold glove in center field. Right. And brought the set gold glove Which, up the middle with shortstop, second base, and catcher. We don't have that. No. Which le So, which, like you said earlier, these – these sins, if you would, are more glaring, more prevalent. Right. So moving down in the order, if he's down in the order, and we're we're in first place, and he's hitting two forty five, nobody cares. Yeah, but if you're a gen <laughs> if you're a general manager, you and know, you're trying to upgrade every position. Yeah. I got to believe that's a that's a target that's going to be easier so, to upgrade. So you weigh it: what he brings you on the base pass, and what he brings you out in center field. The, the other night, the the first game against St. Louis. I was wondering why, why not Lorenzen another inning and then Iglesias. Well, we found out a day the next day Iglesias was sick, so you had Kevin Shackelford in there. Gives up a solo shot. If you look at the replay, the home run, not picking on your guy, but Shebs goes out in center field, jumps up, 
ticks off the left side of his glove, and it's over. And he, he was there in time. He just misjudged a little. But would he have been there in time like Billy would have been there in time? Could have set his feet and catch it? No. So I, I just think the things, that, that's what you have to weigh with Billy. No one, I don't think anyone would disagree with the lack of hitting on his part. Not showing up in the stats is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of like an EDP? It's kind of like a base, kind of like a basketball player. He does little things that doesn't always show up in the stats, but he brings so much value on the court. Yeah, and, and Billy does. I think he's a legit big leaguer. He's just not a legit leadoff hitter. So he's a seventh and eighth hitter. Yeah. Well, I've been saying that. We, all we year. talked about this Monday. What Larusa did years ago is Larusa would bat a batter ninth and the pitcher eighth. You know why? So be on base for your guys that bring our Exactly. So when Albert Pujols came up in the third hole, he would have guys on base. So we're thinking Joey Votto. All these homers, not much ribbies, getting walked all the time. Put guys on base where the other teams can't walk him. You can even bring Votto up into that second spot so he gets more bats. You could, but get someone not named Duvall behind him. <laughs> I like moving Scooter up. I would not. I would not mind Winker being there, and I certainly don't mind Suarez being there. Suarez might be a, the guy to hit behind him. Yeah, Duvall's started to exhibit a little bit of uh, Jay Bruce being really hot or really cold. And um, although I don't, I don't know what lately. I don't know what Bruce's numbers are for the Indians, but they're probably pretty good because <laughs> they've like they've, all, they've only lost once in four weeks, so they're probably pretty good. I know he's had some big hits in some of those wins. But um, I I don't know where, what it's going to look like. I think Winker's a starter. I think Winker's in the opening day lineup somewhere. Yeah, I really I do. Agree. I think he has to be. I think, and he, and I like leadoff. How much has he batted leadoff this year so far? No, oh, not a lot. Five just a few times. times yeah, just a few. But yeah. then he got hurt. But you might see him bat leadoff some here down. You the know, stretch. it's interesting. You mentioned him, and you mentioned Stevenson. Both those guys. This season, I won't say they were in Brian Price's do, uh, doghouse, but for some reason they weren't playing. Remember, I mentioned, and, and you've read it, Stevenson, 13 games without getting the field. Finally, they stick him in there in a bullpen row, and he got rocked, and they sent him down. 13 straight games where you're not out there? Yeah. The same thing with Winker. How many hashtags did we see free Winker where he wasn't playing? And if you're not going to play him, send him back down. Finally, they did. He came back up. And he started playing. Then with the injuries, it made it easier to play him. Mm-hmm. And then he had the the uh, hip issue, so he was on the 10-day Yale, so he missed some games there. Bullpen, I think, is an interesting thing next year to think about because I think we, we thought we had this awesome bullpen early in the year, and they were really good. But it hasn't been quite the same bunch down the, you know, since the All-Star break at least. I think... Iglesias is a, is a legit closer, unless we decide to trade him for something we can't turn down. Um, I think Lorenz is going to stay in the pen. I think they'll look at it, but I don't think he'll be a starter. He, he certainly hasn't performed good enough to beat these other young kids we're I talking about. I just don't about. think he will be. I think Finnegan will be in that bullpen if he's healthy. Peralta? And, think, and Peralta. Now, yeah. do, you, do you think that maybe they've waned as the seasons went on because they're young? And, Possibly, and they, the, they're not used to a full 
162 games. It's, it's uh, it takes you know I think it takes a year or two to get used to that. I think for some of these guys, but maybe not, but not all of them. I think players are different. Um, you have to look at guys and and judge. You know what can this guy do on, for the long haul? Um, probably smart to save those arms of who was it, Castillo and Molly. Um, probably smart to do. They've thrown more innings than they've ever thrown, I guess. Yeah, the, the thing, not, not by a lot. but Well, well, Castillo maybe 30 innings, but Molly was only 13 innings, and that was a question mark. But So I don't know why. I haven't heard the reason why, but you just get, okay, I, I'm okay with that. You're sitting there in the dugout learning. Hurt anything. I mean, right? I'm, no, it doesn't it, it hurt anything at this point. It's been nice we, to see two more starts. And, yeah, but they've proven what they can do, and we'll see going forward what they can do and it's just um, going to be interesting in spring training I'll be looking forward to that when it gets started and so forth um, it'll be fun in the off season too frankly um, to, to see who gets moved where and what happens so who do you think is going to win the World Series why not, you, the, the easy the easy thing is, is Indians and Dodgers and the in the World Series, but what I don't think the, the Dodgers. What about the Astros? I don't think the Dodgers will. I think the Nationals are playing better right now than the Dodgers. And I always go with the hot teams going in the playoffs. But Indians, if unless something really weird happens, they're so hot. Okay, if this were our Reds. If this were our Reds, I, I would be the the, the, the uh, cynic side of me would be. We peaked too soon, you know. So I, I would wonder about that. And I, I spoke to Jim Clark, our friend, Indians fan, and he's wondering the same thing. He and Teresa. But, you know, I, I look at the rotations that have the best starting pitching staff, and you give me three guys. And so I think the Dodgers and I think the Astros. The Dodgers starters have not pitched well lately. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking big picture, not just lately. And let's say whatever it is, they ride it out. I don't know. But I think the Dodgers and the Astros have a, pitching, a starting pitching staff that you can go with a three-man rotation and then make it a short series, and you maximize your chances. I, Joe I, Morgan was talking the other night, who we, well, all of us have said how much we enjoy listening to him. Yeah. And he was saying how with this new wild card format, you get the wild card teams that play right away, and your number one seed gets that time off, right? And then you get, have three, four, five days off, and then have to go face that wild card team who just came off a win, right? And you and you and he said you can see... How things have went, the wild card teams have done well, just because of that format. And so I, I feel like it's. I, I hear you with. You're right. The great pitchers seem to always shine in the playoffs, but the hot teams, you know, you don't our, have to be well, the best look, team. 162 our friend, games. Our friend Brian Hansen, big time Cubs fan, two years ago he was rah rah rah, and I remember sitting there thinking, but you're going against the Mets, you're going against Degrom, right. You're going against uh, Thor, Syndergaard, yeah. and you're going against Harvey. And they had a guy, Steve Matz, who really didn't get to sniff the field, and Steve Matz has good stuff. And sure enough, the year, that year, the Mets went to the play the Royals, and then they just came into a hot ball club in the Royals. Mm-hmm. I, I just I wish we had three starters like that that you could say, you throw them out there, and you feel good about your chances Even every Even the Dodgers game. had to go out and buy... Uh, by Darvish. You, you Darvish, yeah. Because then you put your four guy, your number four guy, out of the bullpen. Yeah. And and for long relief. Speaking of which, you, you've heard lately how well Singrani's been performing. Yeah. Incredibly well. I mean, just not a little block. I mean, 
X amount of high strikeouts in few innings. It's like, ugh. did you read the article about what yes. happened? About yes. how they told him to throw more sliders. Yeah. Yep. He increased the sliders, and it's been all the difference. So in the not world. a good look. So for why didn't we tell him that? Well, Tom's our pitching. Come on. Yeah, well, it said in the article that the mm-hmm. Reds don't have near the the uh, analytics and sabermetrics that good the Dodgers point. do. Good point, Tom. Oh, okay. Well, right. Woba plus. And, yeah. All right. Let's get with it, Reds. Yeah. Let's get on the stick here, and let's get this metric stuff going, and let's win instead of this playing around winning the 72 games or whatever we're going to win. or seven, Are we going to win 70 games? Well, we had the prediction in the beginning here. All of us are going to be wrong. I said 70 to 76, but now our, our last 15 games are against teams that are in the race, the Brewers, the Cubs, and, and the Cards, and they've got, they've got everything to play for. I don't think we're going to hit We've 70. shut down pitchers. No, were we 65? Is that what it was? I can't remember. We saw it before the game started. 60-some wins. I don't know. Ten Whatever games it left. is, it ain't enough. Because <laughs> then you got to play the Red Sox, who are still in the race. Yeah. yeah. Reds okay, curr- so the Reds currently have 66 dubs. So they'd have to go more than 500 or better. Yeah. 500 would get you to 71 wins. So next year, opening day, in Dayton, who's on the mound? In Dayton. In Dayton. Well, they don't know if uh, oh, what's Hunter his Green name is going to go to Dayton or Daytona. Yeah. Ooh, we, we got to have him here for like six weeks. Come on, yeah. starting low A or high A? Yeah, show us a little love. <laughs> Come on. Because you know when when we go to watch a Dragons game and look at a particular pitcher, how well they do. It may not go well. <laughs> D. Sclafani, he may never see the field again. <laughs> I guess after I'm watching balls leave the ballpark and bouncing over the, the walls, well, yeah, I start grabbing my shoulder, my elbow. He's too. still recovering from whiplash from that. <laughs> yeah, that wow, that was an unbelievable. Too bad we only get a few of these on the, on the uh, audio here. Oh, my. So, was it Bark in the Park night at the Reds game? <laughs> Yes, we're sitting here doing this while watching the well, I guess you Reds lose to the Cardinals way. four to one, and there's all these dogs around. Did they ticket them? Well, this, I said this was the dog days of September. It was hot today. I was outside all day, and I'm not in the greatest of moods or weird mood because of it. I think I'm dehydrated. Take think, more water. I think I need an IV. You guys hook me up. There's your water. There's my water. I'm gonna get some water. And um, is it what is it cooled off any this evening? No, yeah, it is. Are you gonna go out for a run? <laughs> Do I look like I'm gonna go out for a run? Do I look like I ever go out for a run? <laughs> so, did you like that skyline chili we had for lunch the other day, Tom? Love skyline chili. <clears throat> that was yesterday, night. actually. You, you, you we missed you, Kim. I had nine, ten, and one o'clock, so I and he wasn't like, gonna work out. Yeah, like skyline. I know it's got it's an acquired taste. Ah, yes. Tom got his inverted. Do you know what that means? He got his what? He got his inverted. Do you know what that means? No. Well, you know, usually upside you get down. The, yeah, it means upside <laughs> down. <laughs> there you go. The cheese on the bottom, and then the what? The then the sauce, and then the then the spaghetti on the top. Yeah. They do it regular, then they just they flip it over to another plate back in the back of the Ooh, do they charge you for that extra plate? Hope not. No. 
where my wife and the only time I've gone, my wife and I went with our sponsor and his wife. Yes. Lo and behold, I wake up the next morning. True story, I had vertigo. So I was very intimate with that trash can for about an hour and a half. It <laughs> wow. Was, it was disastrous. Oh. So has nothing to do with the food in all likelihood, <laughs> but the, the correlation is still there in my mind. That's kind of kind of how I am. And I do think of when I think of chili, I think of hot chili with saltine crackers it's, it's, and something like that. That's why we have that all the time yeah, in the fall. It's different. It, it's it has a um, it is different. It has a um, spaghetti is what it is. Yeah, it has Greek roots. Okay. It does. If you it read does. the front of the menu, it tells you about it and how somebody in Greece, whatever, how they used to cook stuff, and they started doing it that way here, and it became Cincinnati chili. Okay. So I'm not making that up. I'm glad you guys got together. You make stuff up. No, you don't. Tom says you make stuff I up. I make it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> when he reads my tweets or my texts. But I'm not making it up. Okay, all right, we're going to take a quick look at a baseball card, and then we're going to wrap this thing up, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, Carl Morton, pitcher for the Braves. Red-headed with, with a mustache and a nice posed shot mm-hmm. with the lowercase a on the hat mm-hmm. for, Classic. for Atlanta. Well, the time wants to know what that thing is on the side. It's a feather. It's always that? been a feather. I know. I, never even... I had no idea what it was. So what's it look like, Tom? I had no idea it was a feather. What else would it be? There I had no braids. idea. That's why I was. Try- that's why I was asking. What the heck is that thing? It's a feather. It I never even like... thought about it. He just knew that it was a feather. It doesn't look like a feather at all. Okay. Do you know the guy that used to come out of the TP, not in Cleveland, and, and yeah. from Atlanta? Sure, I remember that. Chief Nakahoma. Chief Nakahoma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All I right. wouldn't go over today, by the way. No. 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 So Carl Morton um, was a pitcher for the Braves the time uh had pitched also for the expos previously well the note on the back of this card neatly ties in with our bumpus jones day (laughs) i'm just so excited all right the first sunday games permitted in the national league were played in cincinnati 1892 so i don't know that october 15 1892 i don't know if that's a sunday or not I don't remember. Probably look it up. Probably could. At any rate, so it says, there's, in the little cartoon, there's a sign on the wall next to the entrance to a stadium that says, next game this Sunday. And the guy going in, of course, is wearing a coat and tie and a hat, you know, going to a Sunday game. I'm sure they were all dressed up for that. Yeah. So we're going to have our vintage game celebrating 1892. It's going to be on a Sunday afternoon. But in the 1860s, they wouldn't have played on a Sunday. So does this mean when the batter is batting and the umpire is behind the catcher that we'll have a photographer just about six feet away on one knee taking pictures? Will we have that? I don't know. I don't know if they do that. You October fifteenth, eighteen 1892 was a Saturday. Was a Saturday. Wow. Well, that just, had, that just they ruins. had leap year back then? So you could have just ruins things. the whole thing for me. I'm just devastated <laughs> that it was a Saturday. Call it off. <laughs> it's a great time. Forget the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna do it. You won't be watching your Bengals anyway, will you? you no, know, uh, probably not. Watch them. Yeah. I, okay. There's two things in sports that need to happen: the DH in baseball, <laughs> and no more field goals. I hate field goals. <laughs> That's all they kick. I've hated field goals forever. 
Well, ever, since, field goals, ever since Horst yeah. Muehlman was kicking field goals for the Bengals in the 1970s, I made it field goals. What was With just Horst Muehlman, just go wow. for touchdowns. If it field goals, they'd have no points. Well, <laughs> well maybe we might have made it on fourth down. You, you, you'll never know. I thought, I thought you were going to say they need to get rid of the DH and Marvin Lewis. Well, you could do that, too. That'd be the third thing. I don't know. I've been a Marvin Lewis uh, defender of Marvin Lewis for a long time, but I certainly have to. But the last two years, it's been <sighs> it's time. I feel like a Jets okay. fan. So you know, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not. That requires therapy. We we just can't go there. Okay. Our friend Doctor Helmick said, "You know, you guys need to pep it up sometimes." So we're going to pep it up. So I'm going to say, as we close the year, it's been a rough year. I'm very optimistic about next year. I really am. The pitching uh, excites me. We have some pieces that maybe are marketable. And maybe you, maybe you trade for a guy, bring someone in. I, I will say, good chance we won't have Duvall and Shebler next year. Good chance. I, I'm not going to say 80-20. I think it's a good opportunity that those guys are going to be uh, discussed. Let's throw Billy in there. Throw him in that list. Bring us Robles from Washington, and I'll give you Iglesias and Billy. And Winker. And who? No, no, you don't get Winker. <laughs> Winkler? Winkler? Oh, what about Peralta or Peraza? <laughs> That's only a couple letters, so give me a break. Uh, well, 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 well. Anyway, it's pretty cool. We've had we're, we're we're closing in on 500 total downloads of this show. Well, this is our 19th episode, so that's pretty cool. Appreciate our, has about 400 of them, right? Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> all the uh, we appreciate all the people that listen a little bit and uh, share it with people. Let them know that'd be great. If you if you live in around near Cedarville, if you can drive here, if it's no more than a two day drive, please come on October 15th. No. I'm being, I'm being ridiculous. We can take obviously. you down. We can take you to mom and dad's. We'll be signing autographs at Beans and Cream. Get a milkshake. Oh, we will. The breakfast before the game. Oh, 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 maybe, maybe we'll be there. They're open till three on Sundays. Yes. Uh, Kim knows where the uh, Bumpus's gravestone is. He'll he'd be happy to take you over there and show it to you. Um, take you take selfies around it and everything. Anyway, so. We'll get together here again after the season's over. We're just running out of stuff to talk about. <sighs> we'll talk about everything. Big sigh. Big sigh. Well, that's kind of what this season feels. It's a big sigh. But it's, it's, but it's, you it's, know what? It really it's good. doesn't. It's, it's some good stuff. Some. You know, it's interesting though. We're just since, we're just impatient. Since, I'm impatient, and, and I'm I'm for bringing Price back. I am. No matter who you have managing this group, they're not going to win games. But you don't hear that being questioned anymore. You don't see that on Twitterverse. People criticizing Price for every move and da-da-da-da-da. I like that. You made your decision. We're going to go with it. Now the focus is on getting this team better. Yeah. Okay. Good things are happening, guys. Good things are happening. I believe it. You are Mr. I do. Mr. I do. Positivity. I'm excited about this pitching staff. Okay. Hey, we'll, we will be very excited next spring. You know we will. We will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spring. Why don't we, go to, why don't we plan a trip to Arizona? That we'll build up our flyer miles, and we'll go out for like three days. I have no flyer miles. That would be amazing. <laughs> Jeff looks exasperated. With I have that no thought. flyer miles. <laughs> I don't. I don't fly that much to have miles. I'm not. Tom the, does. Tom had 
I'm going to transfer some over to you. Oh, Willie. So that would be that would be a lot of fun. It would be. If we weren't so broken down, we could do the fantasy thing. Fantasy yeah. camp. Yeah. Well, our uh, our mayor, Bob Fudge, who's helping put this uh, fantasy putting this game on for the Bumpus Jones day. He he went to Red's fantasy camp. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he had a good time. I think we he would be a good guy to bring in as a guest. We'll do that. Guest on our show. We'll do that. Maybe we'll uh, uh, do one after after the game or something and talk to him. I think that'd be great. It'd be fun Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, he would he would have fun doing that. So he just lives about four doors from me. So he could walk down. He can walk over. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up. We'll be back soon after the season ends to uh, tie a ribbon around this season. um, read the obituary for this season and um, look forward with great hope for next season. That's right. So, until the, huh? Because no matter what. Because no matter what, go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.